Um, I'm joined in studio now by two psychologists who are not here to assess me, which is a positive step. <laughs> um, uh, Dr. Sinead uh, Divine French and John Shanahan from... Um, you're travelling here, aren't you, Sinead? You're not usually based here. No, yes. no, I'm based in the UK. Yes, and, um, and you're here to talk to us today about positive schools yeah. and positive education. What does that mean? What does um, it mean? It's, um, it's quite a buzzword nowadays. A lot of people are kind of jumping on the positive bandwagon. Um, but the idea of positive education is based in positive psychology, which was first coined by Martin Seligman quite a few years ago. So it's nothing really that new. But I guess schools are starting to really realize the importance of being positive. Um, and it's really looking at how we can enhance positive emotion, emotions. Right. So fe- is that, that's not just feeling happy. No, right? it's, it's more just than feeling just happy. feeling happy. It's more than feeling happy. Happiness is a big part of it because if mm-hmm. you have a happy brain, if you're feeling happy, you're going to learn better. Ah. Uh, and there's a lot of research to show that if you're feeling happy, um, if you're uh, an employee or if you're working within a team or if you're a student and you're trying to learn, if your brain is happy, you're going to learn much more effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more than being happy. It's also being resilient and kind of bouncing back from adversity and difficulties and, and learning how to manage stress more effectively and then also be more in, mindful of your strengths mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, the positive attributes of yourself mm-hmm. and how you can utilize those to kind of overcome challenges. Oh, amazing. And so there's, I mean, because there is, there is when we think about like education in traditional terms you kind of go to school you fill your suitcase with knowledge of specific data and then yeah. you leave to find a job where you can apply that specific data and and now there is a, there is a big switch to an education system that is also learning you to learn about yourself right and your emotions and that's part of positive education it is it is a big big part and i think you know uh, a lot of what you learn at school now is 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 obviously very important but I think we spend a lot of time focusing on the sciences or the humanities and those kinds of things, which are really important to learn. But when you go into the workplace, they're not necessarily that relevant. Mm. Whereas learning how to manage resilient, learn to be more resilient, learn to manage your stress, that is something that will last for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Because you're always going to come across difficult situations in your life. Yeah. And so, and how does this apply to the positive schools model? How is that? How do you how do you teach someone to 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 recognize those things in themselves? Mm. Yeah, it's a really good question. So a lot of kind of what John was touching on there is this idea of kind of future-proofing our kids for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, they said a couple of years ago at the World Economic Forum that 65% of the kids entering school nowadays, the jobs haven't been created yet for them. Oh, sure. So a lot yeah, of the, the skill set that they've got to develop is around emotional intelligence, how you maintain relationships, how you be creative in your thinking, how you be dynamic. Um, so these are all things that we have incorporated into the Positive Skills Programme. And it's very much about increasing awareness of self and mm. um, teaching children how to recognize and manage their emotions, how they relate to each other, um, and very much thinking about how you proactively manage your well-being and your health. So seeing your psychological health and your physical health as one thing combined, um, and then teaching a set of skills, giving them tools and techniques so that they can be aware of their learning, how they, how they progress with their learning, their frustrations, their anxieties, their worries, their stress levels, um, so they can start to manage all these things really proactively and then have a toolkit for life really that enables lifelong learning and development which oh, is great. Am- amazing so it's like that thing you're not just learning about the world around you you're yes. learning about the world inside you Absolutely. at the same time to, to sound a little bit um over the top but um <laughs> but yeah so it's, it's very it's very introspective and and so what what age uh, is that going to be something that children can start to do is it something they can do i mean you know i have a toddler yeah. i don't really she seems to, she seems pretty happy and yeah. confident and resilient at this moment yeah, in yeah. time probably too much so but so you know what what age is uh, is this going to be re- starting to be really valuable i'd say from the very start yeah. Dijon? amazing so. yeah well, and i think from 
when you have a toddler, it's more about how you as a parent mm. manage your own stress mm. and your emo own emotional reactions and kind of model how you deal with those in a kind of positive way. Um, and I think that's one of the good things about the Positive Schools program is we really focus in on the teachers and mm. get them to walk the walk first, get them to harness the strategies themselves and really uh, make themselves more emotionally literate and boost their resilience. Ah. And that hopefully will translate into the classroom. Right. So it's not just about just lecturing students. This is exactly. this is this and this is this. It's it's about, the like you said, the teachers have to model that behavior and those yes. lessons in themselves, mm. and then you're you're seeing that. I, yeah. I once learned that uh, children. I once heard maybe this is you're, you're this you're the psychologist, so maybe <laughs> you can correct me here. But I once heard that children learn more from watching adults interact with each other than necessarily how you interact with the child or something like that. Or I think it's dual. They do both. Mm. They're yeah. such watchers. They're absolute sponges, particularly when they're toddlers <laughs> and from that early age. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they, they learn a lot from doing both. I think what's quite nice about um, the positive skills approach is it takes a whole school approach as well. So it's not just about, as you said, going in and lecturing the children and, and saying over to you, you take it from here. Wow, okay. It's about thinking about the whole school system. It's about thinking about how we integrate these tools and techniques into our day-to-day -day lives, into our curriculum, into our ethos, um, and then giving the teachers those skills. And that's really important because what we know is actually that um, teachers are quite a vulnerable group if you think about uh, across society and the different professions so they're at really high risk of stress and burnout in Gosh. and of themselves yeah it's an um, incredible profession it it's is. an incredible profession it an essential amazing. profession like yeah. nurses they should be paid the millions and they're not yeah yeah you're so right yeah. you're so right yeah. two of the most important professions mm. and two of the ones that are at highest risk in this area and um, so that's why we wanted to take the approach that we have so very much we work with the teachers first and foremost they they we, we encourage them to try and be a bit selfish and think about about themselves yes, and think yeah. about their own skills, their own well-being, their own day-to-day -day life, how they keep themselves well. And then when the teachers are well, A, they can teach better, mm -hmm. but B, they can then translate this into the classroom. And what's quite nice about it, you're asking about age, mm -hmm. um, is that the, the teachers are the ones who know developmentally how to translate this stuff. Right. So they can start to break it down and change the application of it for their specific age group that they're working with, which yeah. is really nice. I was about to say, because um, this hasn't been rolled out across Hong Kong or anything yet, but you, you are working working with a school here, you're working with Island School? We're working with Island yeah, School, yeah. you're working yeah. with Island School. Mm -hmm. and, and so is it is the programme in action? Have you got any feedback? Has, has it come back, like, positive things to say about positivity? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So we are we have just started our second uh, cohort of teachers from Island School. Um, and more broadly, the kind of feedback both here and we work with over 40 schools and universities in the UK. Um, more broadly, the feedback has been really positive. Mm. So you're seeing a change in the teachers, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of reporting better sleep, better ability to manage their worries and anxieties, Amazing. their workload um, and perception of workload, which is really important. And then within the classroom, you're seeing changes in relationships. You're seeing better kind of um, peer support, increased emotional intelligence. So kids are able to talk about this. It becomes more normal. Mm. And when you normalize it, you reduce stigma, um, but also you make you make it really proactive so they can kind of start to even um, pick out in each other when they're not feeling great and talk about it mm. and do something about it. So it's what's really nice about the program is it's not just education, it's education plus action. So they've got a little toolkit that they can then take it's away. Practical. It's yeah. practical, yeah. Yeah, you can embody it. And John, you've been in Hong Kong for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you grew up here I as did. well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, is this something that you see as being particularly important here? You oh, know, definitely. here in Hong Kong? Yeah. Definitely. 
Um, I think in the, I've been practicing for about 12 years in Hong Kong, and I, as you said, I grew up here. Um, and the stress levels that parents and teachers and children are under is, is really immense. I think that's just not in Hong Kong. That's across kind of the world, I guess. Modern issue, yeah, yeah sure, it is, sure. Yeah, it's definitely a, kind of a modern time issue. Uh, but the expectations are just so high, and we're, uh, we're uh, increasing the load on the curriculum uh, and increasing loads on parents and teachers and students, but we're not necessarily given, given the schools to manage that. Mm. Uh, and I think things like the Positive Schools Program and other curriculums out there are really, really helpful because uh, they teach you how to manage this additional stress load. Mm. And I'm curious because um, teenagers, mm. uh, which is, you know, I guess the majority of students at, for example, Island School where the programs are, I mean, uh, you, you, you know, um, aren't their brains in a state of flux? Mm. You know, how do you, how do you start talking to teenagers about how to manage their feelings when their feelings are all over the place, yeah. you know, like they don't even know what a, a feel, their feelings have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's true. Yeah, no, I think, uh, John, you'll know more about the kind of context here as well, but I think in general, you're right, they are in such a state of flux. And one of the key things is to, is to let them know that that's normal. So yeah. you will have these mood swings and that's normal. And that doesn't mean that you're different from everyone else or that things will always be this way. So they can start to learn more about how to recognize their own mood. We, we use this, this tool called the emotional barometer. So they, mm. they, they start to re recognize their own trends and triggers and shifts. Um, but getting them to, to, to kind of get into the practice and the habit of doing this is really important because what we know about adolescence is that it's a really crucial time for development. So if you look at lifetime mental health problems, 75% of them will onset by age 24 and 50% by wow. age 15. So wow, that's young. It's young. It's and very it's, young. And a lot of it perhaps is because it takes people a while to seek help because they're not aware of the fact that they're developing these issues. So with this, we're trying to get in there early so people mm -hmm. know and understand themselves, changes in themselves, um, but importantly, how they can kind of proactively look after themselves. I don't know kind of if you would agree, John, mm -hmm. that this is like a really crucial time to be. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah it's a critical time. And is there a difference between um, um, genders? Because I know that, you know, obviously, I mean, completely stereotyping here, but women, girls, teenage girls especially, tend to be more maybe more vocal about their feelings and how they're feeling is this also changing that perception that um, men you know as you grow up into a man that you're allowed to also have emotions and feelings um which you know i think is a a problem we have a bit yeah. of a problem in the in the world with with men and expression yeah. and identifying they're allowed to be uh, you know think emotional. about in emotional yeah. absolutely yeah. no and i think it's it's really important and i think it, it as Sinead said it kind of normalizes this idea that you, your emotions will fluctuate mm. um and i think uh, it's really important for guys in particular to talk about yeah. their feelings and and reach out when they are struggling because there is kind of this stereotype that you have to be a, a tough guy and you, mm. you have to internalize things and you can't ask for help and whatnot which is completely not true mm. um, yeah I, I think so, this is both genders this is vitally important for. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're right. Certain certain um, psychological problems are more prevalent in in girls, and um, so they do have higher levels of anxiety. Um, and over the past few years, we have seen a trend. May it may or may not be linked to social media, but mm -hmm. um, it certainly looks that way at the minute. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have seen an increase in anxiety in girls. Um, but but to bring this to the kind of conscious awareness of young boys as well is so, so important. And uh, particularly the peer support aspect of it. So getting people to talk, because what we know is that social support is the most protective thing that people can do. Mm -hmm. So the earlier right. we can get kids talking to each other and supporting each other, the better. Amazing. And so is social media something that is really, um, is that part of something that you, I mean, it must be discussions that you have to have around well-being, because yeah. as you said, I mean, 
that seems to be irrefutable evidence that it is really affecting how people perceive themselves and perceive others yeah. at the moment. Is mm -hmm. that something that's discussed in the Positive Schools program at all? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's something that we talk to teachers about because <clears throat> teachers are seeing more and more of it in school and they're dealing more and more, more, and more with it. Um, I think one of the key things around it is that there, there is an upside to it as well. So it's about kind of trying to harness the fact that uh, the opportunities that it can bring. Um, uh, some of the researchers seem to suggest that if social media is a tool for socialising, mm -hmm. um, then it can be helpful. But if it becomes the only way we socialise yeah, and we don't sure. do the face-to-face -face stuff, that's when it becomes um, mm -hmm. kind of more risky. Sure. And is, is that, is there, I mean, you were mentioning, so it's really about uh, training teachers, in, yeah. equipping and enabling teachers yeah. to have that kind of empowerment and self-recognition, that they're modelling it for the students and they, they're able to show the students and then they can embody it and the students will learn from them that way. Yeah. Um, is it also, is there lots of stuff between students, students interacting and um, as part of the programme and being able to, because I know, I mean, you know, just thinking back to school's an awkward time, you know, it's yeah. awkward, it's awkward people, it you know, you talk to this person, you don't talk to that person, boys and girls don't talk to each other. Is this uh, building, also building bridges between different groups of people in, in a school as well? Yeah, I think probably one of the key things of the programme is creating a common language. Oh, amazing, so yeah. Creating a way that people can talk about this and can link up with each other. One of the key features of the programme is very much about how we maintain momentum for it and how we kind of keep this on the agenda um, and how teachers and students start to learn together about these different things. So a big part of what we do is linked to kind of small scale action research. So where we get the kids and the teachers to come up with a hypothesis of something they want to change, something they want to look into a little bit more. So for example, um, if they've got anxiety around exams, what can mm -hmm. we do about that? Mm -hmm. So there's different tools and techniques that they can bring in, experiment with, see the impact of, and then reflect on and share results. So it's very much cr about creating an opportunity for them to try these things out, learn from them, build them into their day-to-day -day lives, um, and yeah, create that kind of shared experience of how to look after each other, how to look after ourselves. Fantastic. Um, and, and yeah, get very proactive. Oh, fantastic. And do you think this is a, is this a nice to have or is this the way of the future? Is this the way education's going or is it just I a... think so. I think it has to be. Mm. I think, um, you know, we've alluded already like the increase in anxiety and feelings of depression and whatnot. It's just dramatically increasing. Uh, and there is a, a trend associated with social media. Um, and so I think that this has to happen. And, and it, just looking across kind of schools in Hong Kong, a lot of the schools are starting to develop their own positive psychology tools and language. Um, so it definitely is, is the way to go. Mm. And a, a teacher's receptive. Generally, I think the so. Front line, yeah. Yeah, well, because they realize it works. I think that at first, some teachers may not be so receptive, but once they actually try it out and they realize this is actually really helpful, um, it, it really changes how they kind of think about positive psychology and education. Um, you know, because it does work. And it, it's all based in science. You know, we mm. know this works. Mm. Uh, it's just making you practice this and changing those thought patterns and changing the way you perceive stress and, and mm. uh, triggers and whatnot. And it's not hard to integrate, right? It's not hard to, I mean, we're not, is this a revolution for the education system or is this just a, a slight different, a stylistic change, you know? Is, do people, do, are people hesitant because they think they're overhauling a whole system or is it something that you can pick up and run with? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that might be one of the kind of initial barriers to, will this be something new that will add to my, my workload? But essentially, like you say, it's something that can integrate into your daily daily life really quickly. All the tools and techniques that we use come from, from science. They're very evidence-based, but they're very practical, very quick to use. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just about kind of knowing the ones that work for you, for your school, for your pupils, and then implementing in them into day-to-day -day life. But I think teachers are very receptive. As, you, as you've as you pointed out already, there's such a 
a nice and professional group of people uh, and they go into the profession for all the right reasons mm. so I think giving them the tools to keep them happy in their day-to-day job is, is just really vital. Fantastic and so we do you think we're going to see more of this in schools in Hong Kong hopefully? I think so. Yeah so if, if island schools are, um, are the guinea pig, <laughs> the, yeah. the successful very positive guinea pig, yeah. uh, is, is this something that you think is going to be something that is going to be rolled out in Hong Kong? I hope so I mean I, I kind of hope we you know we're both psychologists and we're kind of hoping we put ourselves out of a job. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but even just going back to island school after they've been running this program for quite some time now is, is amazing. Just the whole cultural shift in the school and just like the things you see around the walls and then the way people uh, communicate and interact with one another in such a short time has been phenomenal. Oh, fantastic. The teachers there have been fantastic, I have to say. Like, yeah. They've completely even changed the environment wow. to make it kind of much more positive. And yeah, it's, 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 it's really oh, that's nice brilliant. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was, um, so, and so if, if people want to learn more at Positive Schools, mm-hmm. they, can, they, can contact, uh, they can contact you, John Shannon, and they can contact... Uh, Doctor, Sh- oh, well, I can I can put up a, a link to Positive Schools later yeah, on my Facebook, Cruise on RTHK Radio Three. Yeah. yeah, and um, they can and they can learn more, and hopefully this is something we see more of in Hong Kong. Uh, thank you very much for your time, thank guys. You. That was fantastic. Um, that was uh, John Shanahan and Dr. Sinead Divine French speaking about positive schools and positive education here on RTHK 